Welcome to the Users First podcast where we chat about UX design. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, the host. I'm a UX and UI designer in Glasgow. And today our special guest is Stephanie, a UX designer in Manchester and a graduate, just like me, of the UX Design Institute. Today with Stephanie, we are going to answer the most common questions from uh, new UXDI students, as well as people that are looking to take the diploma uh, released by the UX Design Institute, as well as uh, answer the most common questions from um, people that are looking to begin this new journey in UX design. There is going to be very soon another episode where we also answer uh, one of these most common questions, but with another UX design uh, institute graduate. His name is Alessio Romito, and right now he's a UX designer at Nestlé. So make sure to check that out also. And for now, enjoy this episode with me and Stephanie. Morning, Stephanie. Thanks again for taking the time to do this. You know, it's really, really appreciated. Um, it's definitely going to help a lot of people that are trying to find their journey in UX design and making a transition. No, oh, thank you so much. It's lovely to meet you. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great because um, this year we have been getting both lots of questions from uh, students, especially from uh, the UX, uh, the UX Design Institute because we graduated from that. And uh, what we want to do today is answer the most common questions that people uh, have uh, while jumping into this course or while jumping into this uh, new career of UX design. Uh, what is UX design? What is it, what is it about? Um, and we're going to talk about the main concerns uh, of students. Uh, me, I have a background in the digital photography and uh, a little bit of graphic design. And uh, Stephanie also has a background uh, of graphic design, and that's what she did uh, mainly in the past years. And uh, this is one of the main paths that people take uh, be before uh, jumping into uh, UX design. And and uh, Stephanie is a, is a great example of that, and she's going to talk uh, a bit about uh, her career. So first question, uh, Stephanie, one of the most common things that people ask is, um, you know, people want to begin UX design and uh, they're keen to, to get a design role in, in UX design uh, that is not <clears throat> solely focused um, on UI because they're coming from uh, a graphic design background. So they're afraid that the role is just going to be solely focused on the UI, on UI. Do you think that might happen that someone coming from a graphic design background jumping into UX, then he's going to put into a UI background? What's your thoughts on that? And what's your experience uh, been? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question because it is so common that all of your skill sets that you already have if you're like more of a visual designer can come across more as UI. But I think it's really dependent on the individual. And I think the course is great at giving that research knowledge and that research background. So I say that it's kind of, it's more up to the individual in their portfolio to really emphasize the research methods that they might have used from the course if they're on a particular project. And I think let's not be like dismissive of UI, like that's such a good skill set to have. And if you're from a visual background, that's just going to benefit your UI skill set. So it's great to have both. Like it's really not, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ambulance. Sorry live in a lovely area <laughs> I think that like it's only going to add to your skill set if you've already got that in your like arsenal of goods that you can offer um 
Yeah, yeah. no, I, I completely agree with that. I think, I think having some basics of graphic design always comes handy, um, especially well if if you're looking to work uh, as a UX slash UI designer, uh, but also as a researcher, having an understanding of uh, in, in interaction design. Uh, you know, I think I think that's great, and um, it's really up to you uh, what you want to do. So, if for example you have a previous knowledge of graphic design, but you say, "Hey, you know, I think I want to make a career change. I don't really want to become a UX designer, and I just want to focus on the design thinking. I don't want to focus on the alignments of things." Then, you know, before you get a job or after you get a job, you can tell. Your employer, you know, I think communication, it's the best means of all. And if you talk with your employer or with your design lead and you explain them that you really want to do that because that's what you want to explore as a designer, as, as, an, as a new person to, to this profession, I, I think that is great. I think that would be extremely beneficial for you and, and um, you will get along with everybody. Yeah, definitely. Mm. What was your experience like? I mean, um, give us a, li- a little bit of background about, uh, you know, your studies and, and your, your design background until, until you got to UX. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So when I went to university, I studied fine arts and I really loved that at the time. I was really into sort of fine art and art history when I was a teenager. And I knew that that was something that I really wanted to pursue, something creative, something that kind of I found really interesting and so I studied on my course and after graduating I found it quite difficult to get any sort of jobs within the art world they're quite hard to come by and a lot of them can be you know maybe more London based or you know it can be quite dependent on maybe like who you know or I found it really difficult to be honest and I ended up studying at a place called Shillington College so graphic design and they're like a graphic design school where you essentially learn about graphic design and you practice every day but it's quite a short course so it was like quite a good way of the basics of graphic design and how to use things like the creative suite so they give you kind of like a a good footing to start from so after studying at Shillington I went on to be like a graphic designer so I was concentrating on things for print and then things for digital but I always had quite an interest in more of like the digital design aspect so I went like graphic design and making things for print which was equally it was great. I did really enjoy it, but it was quite nice to move towards. Yeah, it was nice to move towards digital because that was just something I was getting more like naturally interested in. So even like say that was, I think it was maybe five or six years ago, the move away from print and towards digital was was getting ever more present really. So I worked for a digital, as like a digital designer for a couple of years and I was kind of already interested in UX. The more I was learning more about digital and the possibilities of tech and all those kinds of things. So it was definitely something I was already interested in. And then I heard about the course. So yeah, it works out. It worked mm-hmm. out well. Yeah, actually, awesome, awesome. Related to that, one of the most other uh, common questions that people ask is, uh, you know, I'm reading right now from the most common questions. Um, did you have any UX experience before your, you, you did your diploma? And, you know, if you didn't have any, uh, where can you get some experience while doing the diploma? 
yeah so I didn't have any at all really it was more digital design so there wasn't any sort of research elements to it Um, and that was something that I really loved because I think when you work as a designer for a long amount of time especially graphic design some of the decisions that can be made can be quite subjective so it can be like your boss will maybe not like a particular color that you've used and because they have more hierarchy than you or like more of a say they can just like dismiss some of your work and they can say to change it it's very subjective much like art but when you're doing like more of a UX design role you've kind of got that user focus and that user will always steer your your kind of outcome so that's always like almost like the true north that you would follow of listening to user problems and user needs and solving them rather than just oh this design is the one that we're going with because such and such from this department likes it. Um, so I found that that was something, you know, that I really, I really liked about UX. But in terms of experience, no, it was more like digital, I would say, digital mm-hmm. and graphic design before, before the course. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you, you never, you never had any experience on actual UX, but you knew, you knew that something needed to be changed maybe a more yeah, agile yeah. approach that uh, yeah, that's exactly. what we take in ux exactly exactly and you know let's say that i'm someone that is doing the diploma right now and you know i, I want to get some uh, real real experience on on projects um where do you think where do you think i could do that while i'm taking the diploma um. I well, think uh, would... presuming, uh, assuming, well, also I have to mention that uh, if you, if you're taking the diploma, they let you take projects too. I mean, you decide what projects you want to do. They, they, they show you how to do projects, you know, but on top of that, on top of the projects that the diploma lets you take. Yeah. I think it could be quite good to do some like self-initiated briefs. So maybe, you know, go, go somewhere online and see if there was somewhere available for a brief that you might want to try and fulfill that can be quite broad. And you can go and, you know, conduct your own research. Or if you were already working as like a graphic designer, maybe a way of kind of getting more of like a UX element would be to do like stakeholder interviews. That's like a really easy one and just interview people throughout the business to see, you know, what are your opinions on this? Or if you had like a target audience, could you then go and interview them? I think that's like a really easy one. It's like a gateway. And then the same for like using GA on any sort of website. If, you know, if that was part of your brief, could you use any sort of data or analytics to help boost your case or you know if you didn't have access to some of the you know the research methods in your current role you can always try and add in really easy wins um like a stakeholder interview I would say but if not you know always it's always good to read up on different blogs about UX or different articles about what the people have done and Mm -hmm. you know some solutions that other people have so yeah there's a wealth of information out there yeah, no, I completely agree on that. And on top of what you said about uh, looking at data analytics for, for websites, yeah, you, you could do that. That's another way to get experience. For example, you could ask like small businesses um, to, to look at their analytics for free and suggest improvements. Uh, that could be <laughs> another project that you could do on top of your uh, diploma uh, related pr- projects. Uh, that you could add uh, to your portfolio. Another thing that I really heard about that is really helpful for uh, designers that want to uh, 
they want to show that they are doing things uh, other than the their normal portfolio is uh, to get other experience is uh, design hackathons. And these design hackathons are basically events where uh, developers, uh, service designers, and visual designers and UX designers uh, meet, sometimes even project managers. And uh, together, uh, they design something in like 24 hours or 48 hours and so on. Uh, usually it's video games. It's also related to video games. So this could be also done for uh, game designing. So if you want to get your hands on something, this is, I think this is some pretty good ideas that we just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, a hackathon is a really good show, actually, because then yeah. you're kind of getting more into that community as well. So you're making key contacts or connections where you can. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, you know, after, after, after you took the course, uh, you know, uh, the, the diploma, so you, you got a diploma. Did it open a lot of doors for you? Did you, did you get lots of uh, opportunities where, like, the employers, uh, when you were talking to employers and you told them, you know, like, I'm, uh, I just took this diploma or I'm about to finish this diploma, uh, what, what were their impressions? Yeah, so it was really well received when I had interviews and those kinds of things. I think because the course is quite reputable and I feel like more and more now I did the course two years ago I think and since then it's definitely become more well recognized so people are aware of the um, design institute and what they offer and they see it as like a really good marker of success another thing that um always really liked was that I'd done it alongside working full-time so although I didn't necessarily have previous UX experience, it was more that I was really willing to learn because they could see that in my portfolio and they were like, oh, you've actually, it's actually more impressive that you've kind of done this in your spare time rather than you've had to do it as part of your job. So that's, that's a good favor, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it opened a lot of doors for me too, for, for the same reason, because it, it is a, a reputable course, but Exactly, just like what you said. Um, what really, what really is liked by by employers and and by people is that you are doing things, um, you know, outside your 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 nine to five or outside your studies. You're doing you're doing extra things. So you're going to, for example, UX activities in your local area, or you're involved in um, online events and things like that and you know uh, by demonstrating that you you're also telling your employer that you are a person that is willing to learn and they like that you know and yeah it's that, great yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. um you know i was thinking uh, i'm reading one of the other questions here uh, another question that is uh commonly asked is uh you know i work full-time at the moment and I'm concerned that this will be a lot of work and, and pressure, uh, um, you know, in my life. How did you find it uh, studying while, you know, while working, uh, if that was your situation? And actually, what was your situation like? Yeah, so a great question. So I was working full time as a graphic designer and then I was also starting the course as well. So I kind of did it alongside working full time and I managed to do it within six months. Um, it was, yeah, it was quite a lot. It was quite intense, like I'm not going to lie and say it was easy, but it was quite nice in a way because, because I really enjoyed the course. I actually became... <laughs> I'm a nerd I came 
became like quite excited about working on it because it was like something that I was enjoying so much that it was like it didn't seem like it was so much of a chore it was like you have a couple of hours a week to work on something that you're really interested in which is actually more appealing than like you have a couple more hours to do you know your daily work in the evening like it's it's a lot more appealing because it's more like a, a hobby or an interest um I think I factored in about two or three hours a week to work on the course like after work and I think when you break it down into like that amount and then you can always do more at the weekend and you kind of compartmentalize your time a little bit so you're saying like right I've just got one hour I'll work on it for an hour and you know you kind of build that up and you can do a couple of days where you just work for an hour and it becomes so manageable in that format because again as I mentioned it's something that hopefully that you enjoy and that you're already interested in mm-hmm. I don't know how it was for you yeah no I I felt exactly the same I had a little bit of, uh, of a different situation I wasn't working full-time at the moment I was working part-time uh, like 20 hours a week just enough to to to, to pay off uh, my bills right my, my food and my rent and yeah. um yeah, and then in my spare time, I would just study as much as I could, and I finished the diploma in three months. Uh, three months, I guess. Oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I felt I felt exactly the same. Like you, you, you explained it. Uh, I didn't feel like it was, you know, hard to learn, and it was very, very enjoyable. The, the course was very nice. I mean, you hear these new things about psychology and users and, and the design thinking, and you know, it, it's really cool. It's exciting, you know, and, and they made the course like really fun. Also, another thing that I wanted to say is that um, everything they say is is very is very very helpful because the the course is premeditated, premeditated, I guess you say. Which means that you know the lessons were uh, fully, fully thought through. So um, I'm not sure if you can say fully thought through, but but it, uh, yeah, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah, but 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 something like that. Um, so you you really don't have like uh, you know like maybe um, you know when you go to university or college, sometimes there is some days that there is like half an hour, one hour or something, and, and you go like, ah, damn, this is really not useful. I'm not really sure if I'm going to use this in my life, you know, but I, I never felt uh, that way during during the diploma because everything they said is going to help you in the in the real life experience that you're going to get uh, once yeah, you get a job. Yeah, 100%. It was really good content. I was really happy with yeah. all of the modules and I found that section really interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Another really, really common questions that I've been getting, people have been messaging me so much, uh, how can I look for a job uh, while studying at the UX, the UX Design Institute? Uh, so, yeah, I'm working full-time at the moment. This is another scenario of, of, of some of the people that ask me. I wor- I'm working full-time at the moment, and I'm concerned that, you know, this will be a lot of pressure. Um, how can I look for a job while uh, studying and working? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it <laughs> is a lot. There's no way around it. Um, I think something that could be really helpful would be to, you know, frequently, I don't know how, you know, much that individual may be using like social media, but something that would be a great tip would be to like post on LinkedIn that you're studying that for this diploma, that you're interested, that, um, you know, have maybe like a regular update on something that you've learned that week 
just to sort of let people in your network know that you're looking to pursue this career and that might open a few more doors to you you know you might have some connections on there from UX specialists or you know someone might know someone who is already a UX designer who you might want to link up to and share some tips and get some more information um I'd always try and get involved in any sort of like threads on Twitter that you can be involved in that talk about UX in the industry, um, frequently looking at jobs boards, um, and then maybe try and make connections as well. Like see, where can you see yourself working? What kind of company would it be? You know, product focus, is it more of an agency? have those questions in your mind and then you know try and find out more like a lot of companies have their own online blogs that they um that they look at and you know it kind of can go through different projects that people on their teams have worked on you know really try and engage with those people and I mean pre-pandemic you know I'd always try and message people for, to go for coffee or can yeah. I take you out for lunch and we can talk about this I'd love some help or if you can try and reach out to anyone willing to be a mentor I think that's always a great way and LinkedIn has been really good for that. Yeah so uh, another common questions that I've been getting is how can I network remotely and you know you pretty much said it because if pre-pandemic you were doing things online right and uh, and messaging people and uh, going going in meetups online and, and so on. why can't you do that um, also yeah. with the pandemic you know like so that's that's another way uh, to to network I mean yeah sure you can go to meetups if there is no <laughs> this pandemic but then you can also message people and get mentors how do you get mentors online well uh, recently I just came across a really good platform called the A. DPI list? Uh, do you know Stephanie? Oh, no, never. Oh, heard okay, of it. I think it's called ADPI list. Uh, is basically a website just to find design mentors for free. Oh, nice! <laughs> so you don't pay nothing. And I've been using it. I, I've been getting mentored. I've been getting mentored from some really cool people. Uh, right now, I'm in touch with a person from San Francisco, and he's giving me like some really good tips on, on uh, research and you know, it, it's been awesome. You, you guys can really get in touch with the best people in the world and it's only one click away. And like Stephanie was saying, just uh, message people on LinkedIn and back them a little bit and, and ask them, ask them things, you know, like don't be afraid of asking them things. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that's a great tip. Um, another one recently that we've been looking at for networking was the Financial Times have been running like a series of different talks that's been so interesting. Um, so sometimes it's kind of not always like UX related, but one I went to recently was on um, imposter syndrome, which was so, so helpful. So, you know, if anyone was struggling with, you know, feeling like they weren't as confident in UX or they've only got like a diploma, you know, what kind of level should they be looking to apply for? I think those talks that might not necessarily be specifically UX can always help. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a wider tech industry or, you know, overcoming imposter syndrome, yeah. for example. They're always really good to, to be aware of. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean because that's that's a common issue that happens in the first two two years of uh, working in UX design. But I think every profession, not just UX design, is that after a while people feel that they have the imposter syndrome. So the imposter syndrome is basically, uh, I'm just going to explain it in a very rough way, but um, the imposter syndrome is is basically a, a condition, that some, some mental state uh, 
where you think that uh, you, you can't do your job and that you're a scam and that you got into the industry uh, by luck, you know, like, and you think that everybody's so good and everybody is really a designer and you're, you're just like, you're just like a scam, <laughs> basically, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But in the end, it's not true. I think, I think you're just overthinking your situation. Uh, that's my point of view, at least, because I've experienced it too a couple of times. I was like, "Damn, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good researcher. I'm a good designer. Like, I'm asking people questions. Like, am I really doing it right? You know, like, yeah, yeah. You're. I think you're, you're, you're doing it right. I was doing things right. It's just that uh, it's so new. Uh, when you get into the industry, things are so new, and uh, you might just get uh, caught up with that. And and also yeah. like the online, the online situation makes it makes it look like a big deal because everybody's talking about it. And anyway, that's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I think on that, like the more vulnerable you can be, you know, say you land your first role in UX the more you can be you know open to feedback and being receptive of that the better you're going to be like you're not going to improve by just thinking that similarly thinking yep you're great I know all there is to know like you never want to be at that point where you're like yep I know everything you always want to be curious you always want to be learning pushing yourself how can I improve this methodology like how could I have done this better you know what are the questions that I should be asking here and you know if you're lucky enough to land yourself on like a really good team that's how you improve and that's how you progress by by being vulnerable and saying like can I get any feedback on this what do you think um Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Moving, moving on to the next question, um, what do you think of uh, the quality of current? Uh, no, okay, the the quality of course in terms of knowledge and the the content that they're sharing with students. I think we already covered that because we were talking about, we were talking about it earlier that we both think that the, the content is great and it's extremely valuable. But uh, what do you think about what they're sharing um, right now? related to the the UK and UX market that there is currently. Is it helpful for, for, for the industry that there is right now? Or is it like um, out, out of date content? I think it's been really helpful. Like I feel like it's been such a good base of knowledge for me to start from and what I really liked about the course was that you have your modules open for like a year so you can always check back on them um I printed like all of my all of my course content off and I've got it in a big folder and if Mm. ever I'm working and I'm thinking I remember we did something like this on the course I can flick through back in my folder and see what it was or if there's like I need a refresher on something I can always use that as a reference point so I do think that they are quite cutting edge in terms of methodology and i found it to be really useful um in yeah, my, in my job mm-hmm. i mean me too same um i mean as i mentioned earlier especially uh, i think it's very very up-to-date things are extremely modern uh the way they they tell they tell you to to document your journey uh even when you're when you start a job um, or the way they, 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 they suggest to, to approach people through the Slack channel and so on. Uh, you know, I think, I think it's uh, very up-to-date and especially the tips that they give and, and the way they, they teach you to work agile, which is the modern way of working. I know some companies are still working in, 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 uh, in the, in, not in agile ways, but uh, do, during the diploma, they teach you how to do that. And I think that's extremely helpful to give you an idea on how to work in a, in a corporation or an agency without having, uh, without uh, you, um, 
how do you say that? <laughs> um, that you never worked, that you never worked in a corporation. You never worked in a corporation and they give you like an exact idea of how the things are going to look like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think of the pre-registered lessons? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? What's, what do you think is the difference between pre-registered and, and live sessions? I found them to be really useful. Obviously, this is a couple of years ago before the pandemic. <laughs> so I found them to be quite helpful because I could go back and, um, you know, listen to little bits that I might have missed. Or if I was kind of unsure about something, I could give it like a second listen. So it would kind of cement that knowledge. Um, I found them quite helpful, really. And then you've got you know as I mentioned before you've got like a year to still view that content so any point that you're unsure of something you can always go back um I find Coleman Walsh's yeah. voice very nice to listen to <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah it is I love it is, an Irish uh, so it's, yeah, no, he, he's very good at explaining things in like a very clear way so yeah, yeah I found it great I don't know how you felt yeah, no, I felt I felt the same, and uh, you know, I think I think the person who who guides you through the the course uh, is uh, very knowledgeable and uh, is a person that you can trust for information. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. How do you like the UX role overall right now? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love my job currently. I think it's so good. I feel really lucky actually because I feel like I'm in such a good team. And I feel like when you get into a particular role, so much of it that isn't spoken about is who you get to work with and your teammates. And I feel like if you do have a good team and you're surrounded by people who are very professional, who are very knowledgeable, who have come from like different, you know, design backgrounds or research backgrounds, and they're willing to share knowledge. I always think that's absolutely amazing. And I think that's something that isn't often spoken about. You know, you really want a good kind of company culture of UX. I found that to be really, really helpful. And they've definitely contributed to kind of my growth over the last year in my role. And I feel like I've improved because of like, we have weekly design feedback sessions, which are awesome. And we have like, kind of like an open forum where we can critique each other's work but in like a way that's respectful which is really helpful and you know we work with a team of researchers as well and data scientists so it's really insightful I'm not particularly strong at interpreting data numbers just don't make a lot of sense to me so it's really helpful having that resource and having (laughs) having um you know a pool of people's knowledge to tap into because they're so clever <laughs> they're so clever so knowledgeable and I love it like I love learning from the people on my team so yeah I feel really lucky currently nice I'm really really glad to hear that uh I feel I feel the same yeah no, I have the same situation <laughs> same situation you know I you you get to you you know you in, in your team uh, wherever you work, wherever you will work, uh, you will have people with a different expertise. Um, and you definitely want to work, like Stephanie mentioned, you want to work in a company where uh, people are very open-minded and uh, they're willing to share knowledge with you and um, they give you constructive feedback. So when whenever they look at your design or whenever you look at their design, you know, there is, there is, a, there is a positive, uh, constructive input into the design. Um, that is very important, and that that is how you grow. Uh, being in a positive, uh, healthy, and um, 
and a growing environment will will let you be in the industry longer, I think, and will let you grow faster. So definitely that's that's a major thing to do. Find a company uh, that values you and values design and a company where you can learn, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's so important to feel valued and to feel like what you're working on is kind of making a difference and that you're being listened to. I think that's really important. Yeah. And what is, uh, what is uh, like your role in the project? Because uh, like generally, generally speaking, because uh, another question that I commonly uh, get is, you know, what's it like to work in it? Like you know, now, now you, 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 I'm looking for a job, right? Like as a new UX designer, let's say I'm looking, uh, like if I was a person that just graduated and so on, uh, I would be looking for, for a job and, and I want to know, like, what's it like? What do you do? Like, uh, <laughs> what, what is it like working on projects? I've never done it before. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think the main difference for me was when, you know, we were doing the UX course. That's kind of always an ideal situation. So much mm-hmm. like when I was doing like my graphic design course as well, you know, you're given a brief and it might be the perfect brief and you might have, you know, all of these outcomes that you want to achieve and then when you kind of go into industry you're so used to thinking like user needs like user Mm -hmm. first use the most important thing but then when it comes to working for business you realize how much you have to balance the business needs as well and I feel like the UX DI they try and caveat everything they say you know and try and be you know you need to be more aware of balancing the user goals with the business goals too and that Mm -hmm. is so important and sometimes the balance can be like this where business goals can be so high above user goals but your voice is always to be that advocate of the user and really try and bring that user voice through and cite the importance of that throughout the business and I think that's something for me I found that was definitely different was this, you know, the needs of the business and, you know, the money side of things and how important it was with key stakeholders throughout the business. And that's that true. Kind of yeah. That's true because sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm going to take the longer approach because that's what the user really needs, that we take care of him and, you know, we make sure that he's going to be nice and, you know, cattled, like in a way. But then, like, uh, the business people come in and they go like, yeah, but we need this, you know, like very soon. There is no time to do that. So like do it quick, yeah. you know. And also like that feature is not needed because like people are not going to do that. So it's your job to to align business goals with uh, with design needs, let's say. Yeah. And you will learn that. that. You will learn that along the way. I mean, uh, that is something that you learn by talking to project managers and uh, developers, uh, learning what's what's possible to make learning uh, what can be done on time and so on that's I think that comes with experience exactly and you know learning what's like MVP what's going to be feasible for this phase you know what the ideal thinking would be and then I'd say like being a a good communicator is really important that's like one of the main skills I would say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also now that I'm thinking about it there is a lot of people that move from project management or from um, something more uh, business related. Uh, to, they they move to to UX because they feel that they want to make a like a transition. And yeah, I think that is also like very positive. I think UX is not only for designers uh, to transition from, but it's also for people that come from a psychology background or philosophy background because they they understand like 
how the users thinks. And it's also great for people that come from a business background because they know how to take those those business goals and and incorporate them in in design goals. And that's very important. Uh, it's very required by by companies, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great skill set to have. And again, you're managing people's expectations, you're communicating effectively, um, you know, you're being the voice of the user, but you've also got that balance of the business needs too. And I think, you know, therein lies the perfect UX designer when you can get all those mm-hmm. things support. Yeah, yeah, because at the end, a designer that that uh, understands the business needs is he's an ag- an agile designer to work with and i think and i think that's what the direction we're going now i feel like the companies want people that are working in an agile way uh, that's the way i'm feeling at least so uh understanding things and working on those quickly and uh, showing results in a way that uh they make sense um so yeah understanding that is important actually related to that um there is some courses online that also do like project management, uh, short courses and so on. So if you want to, you know, if you take your diploma with the UXDI or with anyone else and then you want to add, um, that you want some some course on top of it or some information on top of it, you can do like some project management uh, short courses on top of that. I know the, the IDF also does that. Great. Yeah, no. uh, last question. Last question. <laughs> Okay, so are you satisfied overall with the uh, with the course that you took and the the career that you've begun in the UX? You already mentioned that you love it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it too. Yeah, I honestly am like, a, yeah, I I do really enjoy it, and I think that I made the right decision a hundred percent. It's definitely a field that feels more right for my kind of work that I want to be doing and I feel like fulfilled at the end of every day where I feel like I've kind of solved a user problem and we've come up with like a really good feasible solution I think that's where you get the kind of the juice out of what you do and the more you can do that the more satisfied you'll feel so 100% I think it was it was honestly one of the best things that I've done it was fun to do I enjoyed it you know we love Coleman anyone (laughs) Irish right and then yeah, the job that I'm in currently is just fantastic. Like I love learning and I love kind great. of growing growing my knowledge. So yeah, it's great. And it's great that you can still be working in a pandemic. Like yeah, I feel so lucky, so, so lucky that, you know, we can work remotely and that we're in an industry where we still have our jobs. I think it's so important to, you know, to, to consider that as well as like a way of future-proofing your career you know can you work remotely will it always be in demand and i think ux and tech is you know very lucky in that respect yeah feel exactly the same this is an industry that is growing because it's a digital industry so uh, even with the pandemic there's still going to be jobs so don't be discouraged um keep 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 on applying uh, or start applying for jobs because this is an industry that is growing in these years and uh, right now we're in 2021 uh, if you're listening these in 2021 2022 you're still good i'm not sure if this industry is gonna get oversaturated this is like an assumption of a prediction but uh but yeah this is the time to to do what you have to do uh great stephanie i'm pretty really happy that you that you came over thanks thanks for that and you know if someone wanted to contact you where can they uh, shoot your message so you can give them the link to this podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, they can message me on linkedin i'm on linkedin wearing a little yellow top 
you can see my tiny head in a little circle on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, LinkedIn is usually the best way. I am a bit slow on my messages, so yeah, give me some time and I will eventually get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And you know, if you if you want to contact me, you can contact me on my website, alessiux.com, or um, you can uh, shoot me a message on LinkedIn. It's Alessio Ferracudi, and uh, I'm sure you'll figure out the spelling. Thanks again, <laughs> Stephanie. Thank you so much. Cheers, Alessio. Cheers. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Users First, and especially this one. You know, if you are if you are new to UX design and you want to make a transition, I think it's very important for you uh, to be aware of all these things. Also, don't forget next week um, the new episode uh, of other uh, common questions uh, transition into UX design is coming out. So make sure to check that out. All episodes are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and once in a while also post on LinkedIn. So make sure to check them out. Thank you again for listening. Bye now.